You are listening to LaxRecords.com podcast, episode 20. Today we're talking with West Genesee head coach Mike Masser. So let's get started. Hey everybody, Mike here. Welcome to the LaxRecords.com podcast. Now today I'm going to talk with West Genesee head coach Mike Masser. This was a special episode for me. I actually recorded it about uh, about a month ago now because Masser has the most wins of any high school coach, boys or girls, in history. He's starting this year with 811 career wins, and he's the only coach in history to surpass 800. I don't have the numbers for the girls' game in front of me, um, but I know it was a couple years ago. I believe it's Kathy Jenkins down at St. Stephen St. Agnes has over 600 career wins, um, I believe. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I remember talking with the guy who keeps those records and it was around that number so Masser has the most state championships of any coach in history with 15 uh Chuck Rubling at Del Barton he's getting close with 14 but right now Masser has has the record at 15 so if uh th- those numbers aren't enough for you Masser also led the Wildcats to a 91 game winning streak that started in 1981 and ended in 1984 that streak is tied for most all time and it's sure to stand for a lot longer. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that 91 games actually happened twice in in, in this game because uh, you can only imagine how hard it is to win, you know, much less go undefeated in the season, much less that number of seasons. So to put that in a little bit of perspective, the closest any team has come since 1984 was when Bedford out of New Hampshire won 72 straight from 2012 to 2015. And just in case you're wondering, uh, you know, is there someone out there that actually could could make a run at that now? Currently, Victor out of New York has the longest active streak at 44 games. So if they repeat what they've done the last two years, the last two years they've gone 22 and 0 and won the New York State title in, in both of those seasons, it'll still take them another two seasons plus another three games just to tie the record. So it goes without saying, that's quite an impressive feat for Mike Masser and his his West Genesee team back in the day. So, you know, it, it was kind of a special opportunity for me to get to talk with him. So because I took that opportunity, I got to talk with him about winning, how coaching has changed since he started as head coach in 1976, and just what are some of the habits and people and things that have made him successful over his career. So one final item before we get into the actual interview, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lax Records, and you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash laxrecords, and of course you can find the website at laxrecords.com. So on to the show. You basically are West Genesee lacrosse. Like you've been there uh, for, I think, what, is this your 37th year? God, I've been, uh, I've been coaching in the district for, this would be the 47th. 47. 48th year. Oh, wow. Right, 49th year. Oh, wow. 49th year this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I had uh, seven years at the middle school before I came to the high school. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so you, you've been there. So you, you and I think, uh, obviously, uh, a long career, 1976, a heavy start and coach, 811 career wins, which is just astounding. So um, just kind of talk about, you know, what what is the athletic culture like at West Genesee? Like overall, not for just the lacrosse team, but just sports in general. I think athletically, we you know we're a strong community in athletics. Always have been since the school been open. I think in 1955, uh, had strong programs. The administration and the community, uh, you know, uh, demanded to have well, demanded or made sure that uh, it was part of our education that we had strong programs besides the regular academic programs, such as our band also, who is uh, you know nationally known and uh, has done real and a lot of other sports. 
are really highly uh, quality programs. And uh, the community has been very supportive about that. And uh, they, they find that it's an important part of our kids' education. Mm-hmm. So what was the program like when you first started coaching there? At middle school or at high school? <laughs> like in high school. In high school, well, it was a, it's a good shape. Uh, I had started a uh, – we had a strong middle school program. We had, and eventually by uh, 1971 or so, we ended up with two middle schools, uh, you know, with uh, uh, freshman programs, seventh, eighth grade programs. And then uh, at the high school level, had uh, Bill Wormuth, who was a coach at the time uh, uh, before me, uh, had done really well through the 70s. And I had only lost maybe three or four games down through that and won a couple of sectional championships and so forth that, you know, that's as high as you could go. Or, and I think there was an intersectional championship eventually. So the the program was going strong, and I had started uh, a couple of years before I got at the varsity, a, the summer program at Shove Park to further develop our youth programs. And uh, so things are in pretty good shape when I stepped in. Yeah. So, and, you know, has it, like, has it changed at all? You know, maybe not the, the culture, because obviously you guys have built a winning culture at the school, but like, how has the program changed since you started? Obviously, when you started in 76 to, we're in 2017 now, um, you know, is there anything that has changed over that period of time? The kids, <laughs> which is expected. I mean, through the years, they've changed. But I mean, as far as our pro, we've tried to continually develop and improve everything from our, you know, youth programs up through our, high school programs and so forth, you know, and uh, all the way up the line. And we've tried to keep up with the times and keep up with what has been transpiring in the game and how it's changed uh, to keep us up on up on things and to try to even try to get ahead of the, uh, the curve just a little bit if we could. Have you noticed, like, uh, other programs that have come up and maybe it's been more challenging since, you know, the program started? Like, obviously, I'm sure. Oh, no. Yeah, no question. A lot of people, especially in this area, have uh, built the same kind of saw the success we've had through the 80s and so forth with our program that started to develop youth programs in the 90s themselves. <clears throat> and so I think by the time we've you know, gotten to this point and with all the travel teams and all the other stuff that goes on with kids, uh, you know, that uh, there's definitely the, the quality of uh, players uh, and so forth. And a number of kids that have gone, and I think the change in the you know college program, see how important it's got there, and scholarships available uh, through those times. The uh, uh, the better you know athletes now started coming out for lacrosse, also throughout all the school programs. I think fortunate to be able to attract a lot because I got them when they're very young to, to 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 go through the better athletes. But I think a lot of the other schools, the kids still you know ran track because they were football players or did it basketball off season because they're basketball players the lacrosse was kind of minor but as it grew and uh, and it, the kids have started to see what a great game it is to play and how it relates to so many other sports that they like that uh i see you got the bigger and better athletes playing and so now the you know and with the development of their youth programs so you certainly the scale even right even up quite a bit mm-hmm you mentioned kind of like the the recruiting aspect and the the club team. Like a lot of things have kind of cropped up since you started first started coaching. Like as a high school lacrosse coach, like how have you adapted? Um, maybe what you do, or have you adapted what you do to kind of change with the times? Just in concepts and principles, not I'm changing much of anything else. And I, you know, I, I I'm not crazy about the way things are going today. 
you know, with the recruiting and that kind of stuff. Right. I don't think it's good for the kids. I just like probably most 99% of the other coaches, even though everybody agrees that nothing changes. Mm-hmm. So I try to try to guide my kids to be slower at the switch and, uh, you know, take more time and, you know, spend more time uh, trying to educate them and, you know, see where they're at before they make any of these big decisions. Which is, you know, I, I think that's what I love about high school is that you know, that is kind of still part of the job of the, the high school coaches to kind of help educate the kids and kind of put them, you know, prepare them for that life after high school when they're not going to have, you know, they're going to have to make more of those decisions on their own. So, um, right. There's so many kids I've seen now making transfers, you know, transferring from one college to the next and transfer here, transfer there. So it's become more of going to college to play lacrosse, not going to college. Number one, to get the best college I can get to get the best education I get for the good, you know, money wise too. Yeah. And uh, it's just about playing. I don't want to, I don't like that. Maybe I'm not playing. I don't like playing at this going go there. It's not, I'm not getting the education I need here. I need to change because I need to get a better education somewhere else. So it's, that's real sad. Yeah. And I mean, when you think of the reality situation, like, you know, your, your, your college, once your, your lacrosse playing days are probably done whenever you finish college, mm-hmm. better prepare for a life after that one way or the other. Like it's going to, it's come, yeah. comes for all of us. So, you know, one day you can't play, so you got to prepare for that future at some point. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're, you're spot on. I share your opinion as well. Um, so you can, you kind of touched on the success that the program had, you know, specifically in the, in the eighties and, you guys have, you know, I guess you're tied for the longest winning streak in high school history at 91 games. And I know a lot, you know, we've heard a lot about winning streaks because, you know, UConn just hit 100, you know, win 100 no. Can you talk yeah, about that. what was that like, like to have that kind of streak? It should have been longer. We just, <laughs> <laughs> caught it, uh, you know, we got beaten by Ward Melville, I think, at 91. And uh, I'm not Ward I'm in Yorktown. In a state championship, the game, one of those games that I think if we played them ten times, we beat them nine. We just, you know, they were on. They played great. They had a goalie pad, an exceptional game. And, you know, you, you you lose a game by a goal in the last 20 seconds. Oh. But, you know, we, you know, you go on and you just move. It was, But records are, are records. And you think back about nobody's going to break the four-minute mile. <laughs> you know, nobody's going to jump higher than 10 feet. And on and on and on, the records are there as as uh, kind of milestones for other coaches to incentive to go and beat them. And they're you know, I there somebody's always coming along and setting another one. Mm-hmm. Did did any did you notice like either through you or you know because obviously you would have been a, 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 a kind of not you know fairly earlier in your high school coaching career at that point. I know you'd been a few years in the middle, but was there any like noticeable pressure either from you that you wouldn't admit at the time, or you know from any of the players to kind of keep that going? Because I know I've I've covered also girls lacrosse and McDonough. I think is up to like 155 at this point, and you know there the coaches were like you know all the players always talk about not being the ones to want to end it like they don't want to be they don't want to be there and they don't want to be the ones that you know lose that streak was there any of that going on at that point oh i'm sure yeah with the kids i mean i you know i don't ask them too much about what they thought or think we just you know push them and we didn't we don't we never discussed it uh very much about you know winning a winning a championship we've talked walked about talked always focused on what had to happen the next day the next minute and so forth uh and kind of left that out there but they got to the point where they didn't want because I think the, their heroes from the past years coached them as youth in the summer program. 
and they didn't want to let them down. They wouldn't, they would, you know, run into the wall not to let those guys down and try to, you know, be part of it and uh, be on one of those championship teams. So I think that was a, it was a big incentive. Yeah. What was the atmosphere like at the, at the school at that point? Like to have that kind of streak, especially once you guys were approaching um, the, the record for, for the most, like when you were getting into the high eighties, like, was the what was the atmosphere like at the school when you were getting close? Yeah. Oh, it wasn't at the school. The atmosphere on the paper every day. The, <laughs> the streak is this. The streak is that. This is you know the news is always. It was you know they were up especially near the uh, last part of that year. There were cameras and guys on the sides of the field almost every single day. And I just to try to keep them away and take some of the pressure off the kids was really tough. And uh, you know so I I think more pressure there. I think the people at school definitely of course were supportive and very happy for us and you know but I think the more the pressure on the kids and stuff was the newspaper stuff people and you know that bothered me more than anything else you know get away let us finish this up right and keep you know keep the thoughts out of their mind and the negative thoughts and you know the the pressure and the potential that was coming along oh could you just imagine what that would be like nowadays <laughs> you talk about the media pressure with social media and it would, uh, oh my goodness I oh yeah there wasn't the social media then yeah, this, that was a that would be a really amazing. Yeah. Um, so you know, what what is your favorite memory of coaching at, at West Jenny? Sure. God, I can't. I could not put on any one thing. There's just been it's just been a fantastic run. We've had great kids and they've worked so hard. I hate to even think about picking out just one thing. Like I said, they're just, just these kids have just accomplished so much through the years, and you know the sacrifices and dedication, the hard work, all that kind of stuff. Being good kids, you know, they didn't couldn't do the things that other kids were doing in high school as seniors and juniors and so forth. Uh, so uh, you know, it's it's pretty hard to say anything. You know, they all worked hard. It wasn't one of those things where you know one of the guys asked me who was the hardest working kids you had. Well, they all worked hard or else they went home <laughs> every day in practice or they were running on a hill or they were doing something. And then they were, you know, if that's not, wasn't enough, uh, you know, they were sent, sent away. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and so it's it really hard to, to say it's all been very, very good and very rewarding. Okay. I um, think the biggest reward when you think about it mm-hmm. is now I've been fortunate in so long that, I've had, now I've got some of the kids of, you know, and I've had through the years. Uh, so the kids are the guys that I coached. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no grandchildren yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, the kids and, uh, you know, to see, you know, the success and have them come through and, and see the others that have gone on and become very successful. They get in, you know, the halls of fame and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's the, you know, the after part, their families, they send me pictures of their kids and stuff like that. It just, uh, that's the most rewarding. You see that success and and that a lot of what we did and, you know, how we try to keep them in line and, you know, their, their character and so forth that we stress the honesty and hard work that that paid off in their life after lacrosse. I think that, you know, that's the, that's a big reward. I'm very fortunate to have been in it long enough to be able to see that happen. Yeah. I say, is that a good feeling to see the impact you've had? you know, not only because I mean, I don't talk to, you know, I have some still friends from high school, but what's it like being able to see those families, even, you know, so many years that after they've graduated, they still reach out and keep, keep in touch. Oh, it's fantastic. It really is. Really. It's great. You know, not all of them, but quite, quite a few of them. A lot of them, you know, they're off all over the place, but 
and they've gone off to a lot of them that when they're, they've gotten had children wherever they end up around the country here that uh, there's no program there. They've started whole programs, started from little kid programs um, and coached them themselves. And to, some of them even got went to the point of pushing into high school programs in their high schools. I mean, they really got into it and started show park programs all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this happened all around the country. And I uh, have several, quite a few guys. And like I say, most of them eventually end up being youth coaches or coaching somewhere else. A lot of them high school coaches and college coaches. So, you know, they've uh, kind of, like, uh, passed it on, you know, and that's what you want them to do with it, you know, take this and then, you know, you know, give it on and pass it on to other people, and they have. Yeah. And whether, like I say, whether there was no lacrosse, they made lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great. I read an article on uh, Max Laxosi, which is a website that covers kind of the, the Southern California, the California area, and they had uh-huh. West Jenny influence has, you know, how it's impacted uh, lacrosse out there with the starting of program things like that it was a really good article it was re- really interesting i'm like you know and i've met a number of coaches yeah. that it seems like all the coaches like not all of them but a number of coaches in the south that i've talked to they're long island or baltimore guys that they're like well it wasn't here when i start when i came down here so i'm going to start it yep. the love of the sport yeah. create it yeah, build it they will come kind of atmosphere yeah fantastic i mean it's got that's why it's grown so much all over the all over the country wherever they you know just because it wasn't there, they, they didn't stop the guys. They they started something up. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, um, I know. I know we're still a, a little ways out from from the start of the season, but you know, what uh, are some of the? I know it becomes a bit obvious, but what are some of the teams to beat in your area for the upcoming year? Oh God, they're all strong. What's happened in this area? You know, a lot of Central New York is, are even our high school has gone down from probably around in late eighties, around about eighteen. 19, almost 2,000 kids in the high school, nine through 12, uh, 10 through 12, down to about 1,200. Mm-hmm. A lot of these other schools have gotten weaker and so forth, and they've some of the schools have dropped the program. Two, you know, two schools have dropped the program combined with another school. Uh, and like in our city, uh, that happened, and other schools have gotten smaller and dropped down different divisions. So we don't have any teams that are weak <laughs> at all. We've come like the Maryland group and their MAA that every game is a, is a fantastic game. I think last year was a, I had a very young team, a lot of sophomores that were real contributors, and we lost five games by a goal. I mean, it's, that's the kind of competition that's, that's out there and the programs that are here that are now rising up and so forth. And we've got teams like uh, Casanova, who goes to the state championship almost every year. Uh, Faithful Manis is a fantastic program. We CBA. Um, was the other one that we got? We play uh, Jamesville Duet. I mean, we play all those teams. Some, some of them are in our division. Mm-hmm. So every game we've got. I think last year, I didn't get subs in any game until I think our first playoff game was against an independent team. Oh wow! And that's the only time the subs got a chance to play. And I'll play eighteen, nineteen games, guys a game, but the rest of that, those kids really didn't see playing time field at all. So where before you had four or five teams that you could always sub at halftime or sooner mm-hmm. and you'll know, get everybody a chance to play. So the competition overall is just really strenuous. You know, we, like I said, our, our non-league games are against the top quality opponents. Always, I'm always going out to try to get the best, you know, teams out there that we can get to play. Well, that's going to be a tremendous help when it comes to playoff time. They're used to playing in those pressure pack situations against quality teams. Like it doesn't help anybody to play a, a, a cupcake yeah. and be able to coast. Cause you right. Know- 
playoffs. Yep. The only the only problem is, like I said, the, these kids that work their tail off every day in practice don't get a chance to see the field. Yeah. I mean, the games are so close. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully this year it'll be a little different. They'll get some time. I don't know. So what is the dynamic of this year's team? Is it like you think that you have a strong offense, good defense, strong goalie play? Like what do, what do you kind of see as the, strength, the biggest strength of this year's program? Well, probably offense, I would say. You know, they're returning just about every offensive player uh, from last year. They were all sophomores and a freshman. This year I'll have a freshman, sophomore, and probably what, 13 juniors that contributed last year. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we lost about everybody. Got one our best defenseman back, and you know to replace uh, the defense and the goalie. Goalie's gone. You know, he was a decent goalie, so you know. We're, so we're going to be really young again. Yeah. We'll see how well we've come along. You know, so it's uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll have uh, got to probably have on the team about eighteen, nineteen uh, underclassmen. I mean, yeah. juniors and down. Yeah. Okay. So that, and that's oh. a big group. Uh, you know, out of 31 or two kids. It's a lot. We try to stay balanced around 15 and 15 right. or 17 and 17. Mm-hmm. You can every year, but we just had a, times, like I said, things are changing. The kids' attitudes have changed. And we've got kids that don't want to make the sacrifices, don't want the discipline. Right. And they quit before they even get there. We've had, when, you know, once you get a class of, which we've had a couple starting around 2010 or 11 where you only get seven or eight seniors. Mm-hmm. Now you've got to bring all these young kids up just to fill up to get enough players on your varsity. So you, what you do is then you start a, a ride that you can't get off of. Every other year, kids see all these younger kids up there, so they quit. Yeah. So you've got to, now you've got another small senior class. So it's a large underclassman, small senior class. And again, this year we'll have only eight seniors on the team Yeah. Okay. out of probably 33 and it's like, oh man! Like I said, it's just once it starts, and kids start quitting. They, like I said, they don't, they don't go out there and fight for their spot anymore. They just, uh, I don't know. It's a, I've, you know, held on to a lot of, um, you know, character type stuff that, you know, that they have to behave themselves and so forth. And I'm pretty strict with them, and uh, and they don't, and well, they work them hard. They, they're not there. <laughs> like I said, like things that have changed. That's something that's really changed. Yeah. Still got a lot of great kids, but it's the attitudes are different. Yeah, that's yeah. I see that. I work in a in a community college. I see that as well. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it's interesting to see how some of that has progressed or yeah. maybe pro- yeah. wrong word. <laughs> yeah, it's changed. Well, I think right now though, coaching girls, they watch our girls program, which is outstanding, yep. just like we are, mm-hmm. and they their enthusiasm, you know, their their love of play and the way they race up and down the field and how hard they play. It's almost like we've become like what the girls were and the girls have become what we were. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've developed beyond the guys. Their, their attitudes have gone ahead and uh, they've become that aggressive, you know, forceful person, you know, that works, works hard more than a lot of the guys. I'm not saying we don't have guys that are like that, but I, you know, it, it's Perfect. gotta be fun to coach a group like that. That's so enthusiastic and, you know, go out there and, and go like crazy every day. Yeah. I think they haven't had much of it in relation to the boys. And for the boys, it's kind of like old hat. You know, with the girls, it's all new and exciting for them. So yeah. I think coaching in that aspect has got to be probably better than what we're doing. Right. <laughs> Everybody kind of expects the win. Um, 
All right. Well, you know, I know you you, uh, you got to be off, so I'm just going to ask you a few uh, rapid fire questions, just kind of to finish off. Sure. So, you know, not really necessarily related to lacrosse, but you know, just kind of some fun questions that I'm always curious about. Um, you know, successful leaders usually have a, a, a morning routine. What would you consider your morning routine? Well, until last April, I had four horses <laughs> for about 29 years. Wow! And so my morning routine is. I got you know I live on a 40 acre farm. I, I walk my dogs for about a half an hour up through the woods and about another hour 45 minutes tending to the horses, and then you know breakfast and then sitting down doing lacrosse and then leaving right after that and eating lunch and then going to the practice, <laughs> then coming back home and doing the horses again and <laughs> so that's but my last last one the last uh, three four years here we've lost uh, you know. Lost two of our mares at 31, and then lost one last a year ago, August at uh, 28 with a twisted gut. And then the oldest guy at 36 went last April. Wow. You know he he uh, you know lost his teeth and so forth, couldn't wasn't thriving, so we had to put him down. Mm. And so that kind of ended the farming thing. So now I have a lot more time in the morning. Right. <laughs> to do spend more time sitting down here on this in this chair. Yeah. You going said- over stuff. Doing lacrosse in the morning, like is that, um, you know, just game planning, watching a film, like what does that kind of entail? Yeah, going over the, all the games of last year, reviewing all the things that we're doing and trying to pare it out. You know, you try to look, sometimes you get caught up in looking at so much new stuff and what's going on, and you, you got to look back and pare it down and say, you know, wait a minute, that's what has really worked. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the best? And you, know, you rewrite it. I found writing things down always helped me remember them and kind of focus on that stuff and, you know, help, uh, you know, streamlining things. And that's pretty much what I'm trying to do now. And it's a, you, you, not being a teacher, I haven't been out of teaching since at the school, so what, 18 years now at, uh, to keep contact with the kids, I got to do it through email. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't have a cell phone. I don't do the texting and all that stuff. Right. So I'm emailing them. So I've got all kinds of stuff that I have to do here. So it'll take a couple hours every day, all year long doing yep. something, whether, whether it's helping a kid or doing something. Plus, we have off-season programs. I think we really basically take off August and take off uh, Christmas. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, Thanksgiving and otherwise, we're going pretty much three, four times a week with, uh, you know, kids that aren't playing other sports, Yeah, you know, to keep them busy. Okay. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a continual thing. And, I, you know, it's a, it's a lot of time spent and you know, and a lot of my my coaches and so forth, uh, they put a lot of time and effort in also. To right. Kind of, uh, you know, they've bought into the program, so there's a lot to, to deal with. Like, that's another thing with coaching today. You know, you, you have so many, you get taking all these tests, you know, your first aid, your CPR, you got to do this, you got to do the concussion, you got to do this, DASHA stuff, and, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of things are going on. It, it's just it's just mind-boggling, and it's got you going constantly, and you and being away from the school, we've got to constantly check that they get their physicals. They do. That's what I'm doing now. Make sure, you know, did you get in? Where are you? Why come you didn't sign up? What, you know, what's going on? And right. there's all kinds of things happening. So it's 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 like a, I don't know, used to call it the, the Peyton Place. It used to be a program on TV. Something's always going on, you know, right. crazy. So so it's it's a bit, there's a lot of busy work not being on campus. Or if I had a problem with a kid, I, you know, the teacher would tell me, and I'd walk up, knock on the door, right, so, my finger. The kid comes outside, <laughs> you know, and right. then you, you know, you, you scream at him, and he goes in and teary-eyed, right, into the room. 
and so forth, and you could take care of things and help teachers out. And, but now it's, I don't even know things are happening until there's a problem sometimes, right. you know, and we, we really want the kids to behave in school and, right. you know, be good citizens. So right. there's, there's a lot going on. It's hard at a distance to do it. So it requires more sitting around. And, you know, I, I want to be up on things too. So I'm looking at a lot of new stuff, which I shouldn't spend so much time at, but I'm trying to see if something else fits in. I remember when transition stuff first started coming around in the 1980 or so, and I saw all this stuff going there, talking about transition office, transition to the transition man. Boy, I went right to my basketball coach, picked up some really nice things, and uh, you know, and and I uh, started instituting that stuff. And I was like ten years ahead of everybody else, putting that kind of stuff in, plus developing motion offenses and stuff of that sort. So I kind of had a got a real jump on people because I really kind of paying attention to what was new and stick with the old stuff all all the way through. Right. So that helps. Uh, I'm sure that planning helps. I've had t- time to sit and think. Yeah. 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 yeah you gotta. You got to. You got to go over and over. You know, and you, even as simply as picking a team. I mean, eh. <laughs> you know, you gonna pick the right kids and so forth. Right. Yeah. Um. So, w- what is the best piece of advice you've received during your life? Might not have to be on a little cross. Oh, God. Well, it wasn't. It was my uncle when I first started to get into sports. I didn't. Didn't have sports until you got into like ninth grade. It had some eighth grade stuff, mm-hmm. and I started getting into sports in eighth grade. Uh, some basketball and and uh, so forth uh, and wrestling. You know, you try out these different sports that uh, my uncle, uh, who I really respected, was who only I think the only member of the family besides myself that went to college. Anyways, he he was he was a real sports nut and so forth took me to basketball games you know Syracuse Nationals the different things going on around and uh he took me out one time for an ice cream an ice cream parlor type of thing and he sat me down and talked to me he says you know you really you really want to get into sports you really want to do it and I says yeah I really really want to I want to do this he says well this is what you got to do he says number 1 no smoking no drinking at that time drugs nobody I mean, if drugs were around, he was said no drugs too. But right. uh, you know, you have to have to do your schoolwork. You have to be a good kid, a good citizen, and respectful. You have to work hard. You've got to make those kinds of sacrifices, and that's what you got to do, no matter what everybody else does. Mm-hmm. So if you want to really do this, you want to do it right. And I've gone by that, and that's the way I go with my kids. That's that's what I expect out of them. You know, you got to do your schoolwork, be a good kid, and work hard at stuff. Yeah, it's and, timeless. You know, stay away from all the garbage. It's ti- it's that's timeless. That's never going to be one of those things that's going to change over time. Like those those out, you know, that yeah. stick. Yeah, yeah. What do you want, and what are you willing to do to get there? Right. And there's going to be a lot of sacrifices. You know. Yep. Especially yep. today, I, the girls are the worst thing for guys. They, they <laughs> either, and I think it's been through the years. Either a girl really helps, brings a guy along, and, and helps him move along and through this. Or they drag them out. They drag them down. There's no, there's no in between. Right. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> that, that's that's gonna be. That's also never gonna change as well. <laughs> so when the when the season starts, I tell the guys serve your divorce papers now, because <laughs> you know there's gonna be a curfew and you're not gonna be out screwing around. Right. Yeah. Um. So kind of wrap it up. What what two things you've obviously had a lot of success over your career. What two things would you attribute your success to? Oh God! Initially, the coaches I had, you know, people like my uncle and your coaches, and that you you have uh, 
as an athlete and the coaches that you you know, and players that you uh, you know associate yourself with, like playing club lacrosse and stuff like that. Those guys and their attitudes and their their concepts and what they thought about the game and so forth. Uh, you know that that's one of the the main things, and I think the other the other uh, thing is that uh, the coaches that have had my program with me, they've bought into the concepts and stuff, and bought in, you know, to, to making no sacrifices as a coaches or to make this program run. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I've had the other thing is I've had such tremendous community support, especially with our athletic director at the time to, to take a chance on me to start a program like I did the Show Park program. I mean, he had a to do a lot of political crap. He got a lot of garbage and stuff, but he controlled all the, not only the facilities at the park, the hockey rink and stuff like that, they controlled the gyms and the fields and so forth. So if I wanted to run a program, I went through him and he could, because gave the school the use of the hockey rink for free. And so he could run his programs when he wanted them in the gyms and on the fields and so forth. The recreation program. So, this guy was fantastic, and uh, this Tom Kowski, he just, he he just, you know, he said, "I don't want to know. You don't tell me what you're doing." Type of thing. He said, "No, but but he was very supportive, and he, like I said, he had a lot of was a lot of political stuff. I could get into that, but you know, taking over tennis courts, and then then taking over a hockey arena in the summer, and moving, you know, other people out, and so forth. So uh, it, you know, and it just. Uh, he, he, just tremendous that the, that he stood by me and it, it made things go. I mean, you need people like that in your life to, have, to have, you know, that that are going to cooperate or listen and, you know, can see, you know, the future. Yeah, I think it's a good a good point. Like, no one ever gets there on their own. Like, they need some somebody either looking out for them or willing to support them and and ride with them to kind of help them achieve. Right. It. Like, no, no and other people to to set the example and the way and give you ideas and. You know, I played lacrosse and club lacrosse stuff with some great people from through college and you know through when I was married and until I had my first kid and my wife said that hey, you're done. <laughs> and uh, and I and plus the Native Americans in this area, I played with them. I played against them. I played in the box for a couple of years and uh, in a combined team with and against and then a summer field team with those kids. And you know, we've got great friends still today. And I learned so much from those kids and they were fantastic. You know, and I played against them in high school, and it was just amazing the way they played and the stick skills they had. So that was always impressed me. That's why we started with, uh, you know, in a hockey arena, developed our skills. We want to develop skills. What I could remember as those Native American kids when when we played, even way back in the, you know, in the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. All right, Coach. Well, you know, I know you got you got um, stuff you got to do for the afternoon, so I'll let you go. But I want to thank you again for for taking the time to, to talk with me today. And I also want to wish you luck on the upcoming season. I know you guys are still a few weeks away, so good luck on the, the upcoming year as well. 